Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey, welcome back to the program. I told you we're going to have a little bit of fun over the course of the next half hour. Before we get there, though, uh, something just jumped to mind, and it was something I hadn't had an opportunity to discuss quite yet. It was uh, just yesterday uh, Governor Cox signed the bill to end the statewide mask mandate on April 10th. Uh, there are also a handful of other restrictions on businesses which will at that point go away. Now, at that point, counties are still empowered to issue their own restrictions. Uh, not sure exactly what those may or may not turn into, but uh, the the big news of yesterday was that the mask mandate, the statewide uh, mandate for the state of Utah, will end after uh, the governor signed a bill just yesterday, will end on April 10th. My question to you real quickly here is, and send a text, please, if, if you don't mind, will that change your behavior? Will that change your behavior? Do you wear a mask now because there is a statewide mandate or uh, one of the local health jurisdictions has imposed such a mandate uh, where you live or do business? Will it change much of your behavior? Um, anyway, just a curious question. I, uh, I, had, I meant to ask it yesterday, uh, forgot about it, uh, but I am genuinely curious uh, what it means for you. The mask mandate statewide ending on the 10th, will that change your behavior? Anyway, all right, that, that, that's, uh, let's, let's set the COVID stuff aside for a second. And now let's focus on uh, takeout food. I guess there is a, a bit of a COVID nexus here uh, because you and I, uh, over the past, what now, almost a year and a half? No, a year, just over a year, we have become uh, very, very familiar with uh, takeout food. How much, well, actually, maybe it's, maybe it's not wise you do this math. Uh, but if you were to sit down and calculate how much you have spent on, say, like DoorDash delivery fees, yeah, I could put little baby Piper through about a semester's worth of college if I could get those fees back. Anyway, uh, nonetheless, we have become very familiar with uh, a number of the great restaurants along the Wasatch Front. Uh, KSL.com uh, has taken note of this, and they have, uh, in honor, of the NCAA's uh, March Madness bracket challenges has applied that same format to the uh, best takeout restaurants along the Wasatch Front. So make your way over to KSL.com. Uh, I'll also post this in just a moment to my Facebook page, make it a little easier to navigate there. Um, Lee Lonsberry on Facebook. You'll see a little live mic logo in the corner. And the most recent posting in just a moment will be this bracket challenge. Uh, I, da, 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 da. My food 
consumption habits are similar to my sports habits. I will find something that I like and that I'm familiar with, and I will simply order from there, and that's it. I'm not... Uh, I, I do not have a very uh, diverse experience when it comes to, uh, I don't know, restaurants, right? Foodies, is that the word that they apply, the name they apply to the, those who are? Uh, joining me uh, to help make our way through this conversation, looking at some of the bracket challenges in this food takeout Wasatch Front bracket challenge deal you can find on KSL.com is KSL News Radio's uh, Nick Wyatt. Nick, how you doing, man? Not too bad. How are you? Not too bad. Uh, you and I earlier this morning uh, surprisingly got into a pretty heated back and forth as we were running through the list of competing restaurants here. I thought we could uh, push pause on it this morning and restart things here uh, on these few minutes we have here together on the air. So right now where the bracket stands, uh, there are a number of uh, restaurants competing. What I want to do is I want to just rattle off some of the head-to-head matchups and get your thoughts. That's that, as simple as that. Uh, if I agree, uh, then good. And if not, I'll speak up. So let's start here at the top. Uh, Red Iguana. Well, well, first, let me ask you. Did you find yourself doing a lot more uh, ordering out over the course of this pandemic? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm not much of a cook myself. So, yeah, I've, I've relied heavily upon takeout food and, you know, really easy to make meals at home. And, and I am glad that we stopped that conversation this morning because it we could have gotten to blows. I so, think so. Let's keep things civil here. Let's start here at the top. Uh, Red Iguana versus the Mandarin. I feel there is no debate here. Red Iguana, 100%. Yeah, right? No question. No question at all. Uh, I've got some of the like behind-the-scenes data on how the voting is going thus far. I probably shouldn't reveal this, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, 63% of folks voting thus far agree with, uh, agree with the two of us that Red Iguana uh, is uh, the preferable to the the Mandarin. Well, right. and, and somebody brought up the the kind of weird thing that's not included here. The, this is takeout food, right? Right. We're not including the in-restaurant dining experience. And Red Iguana, I feel like, is an experience on its own, including the Mandarin, but also... Red Iguana is good if you you know eat it in the park in your car or at the restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Uh, gr- gr- thanks for pointing that out. Uh, next head to head is Cafe Rio versus Lucky Thirteen. So I'm probably going to get some hate on the text line for this one. I'm going to go Lucky Thirteen. I-, I feel like some of the seating in this is a little unfair because you're matching you know apples with oranges. Different types of restaurants in terms of popularity. Cafe Rio obviously blows it out of the water, but they have really good burgers at Lucky Thirteen. Oh yeah, uh, you, you you might not get too much hate mail. The it's the this matchup thus far in the in the behind the scenes data uh, is is a little closer than it was with Red Iguana and Mandarin. Fifty five percent of folks uh, voted for Cafe Rio right there, uh, an underdog, but based on the seating, Lucky Thirteen forty five percent. All right, now this one, I think you and I are going to find ourselves on on opposite sides here. Mo Betta's or Chubby's Cafe. And I'm going to go with Mobetta's. Oh, okay. It, it's been one of my favorites ever since I it, it popped up here in Salt Lake City. Yeah, okay. We're, we're on the same page there. A huge fan of Mobetta's. Uh, and in fact, I was, and this story's pointless, but I'm going to share it anyway because it, uh, it speaks to how great this place is. Uh, I was responsible not that long ago for uh, feeding my, my entire extended family, or rather my, my in-laws and, and some extended family there. I had a craving for Mobetta's, I went in and I said, hey, listen, here's what I got to do. Um, is there, could I order like a catering order? Could you get me a big like tray full of meat, big tray full of rice, big tray full of mac salad? They said, absolutely, no problem. And uh, and I, <laughs> I drove away 
First off, eating from the big tray. Sorry, family. Uh, but uh, very much enjoyed it. It was quick, it was inexpensive, and it was delicious. Mo Betas absolutely gets my vote. Uh, time's getting tight. How about JCW's or Bombay House? Uh, I'm going to go Bombay House. I, I like Indian food. JCW's is good. I've, I've had a, a time or two. But I love Bombay House. I think it's the best Indian in Salt Lake City. All right, there's Chatnut House on Main Street in Salt Lake City. It's pretty good too. They didn't make the they didn't make the the bracket, uh, but Indian food is uh, is real good. Here, last one I'll ask you: Crown Burger versus Cubbies. So we went back and forth about this one, and I feel like this one we almost got in a fight over. Yeah. You, you have convinced me, and I do agree. Crown Burger, it's just a classic. You At- know, born and and raised here in Salt Lake City. Uh, how can I not go with Crown Burger? Absolutely. Right across the street from Broadcast House, uh, uh, Crown Burger right here downtown uh, Salt Lake City. So uh, tell you what, folks, again, I'm going to post a link to this uh, KSL.com article, which also includes a bracket challenge. Uh, have your chance to vote. Uh, and then, and you know what I want you to do? We're going to take the next uh, stretch of time here on the program to hear from you. Uh, I want to hear over the course of uh, this pandemic, as you likely have increased your takeout purchases, uh, where have you liked? This is a chance to to call in, make a pitch for uh, the takeout place that you have most enjoyed uh, over the course of this pandemic. The number is 801-575-8255, 801-575-8255-KSL-TALK, or feel free to send a text message to 57500, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, Nick, thanks for your input here. Anytime. All right, buddy. Uh, quick break. Back with more here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.